0: You're listening to the Slumber Party Podcast with your host, Amanda Dewson, a mum of two girls, a child and infant sleep expert, and general sleep lover. If you're a tired parent who is desperate for answers or just someone who loves sleep, this podcast was created just for you. Each episode is packed full of tips and tricks to help you maintain your sanity as well as your social life during the early stages of parenthood. So grab your headphones, it's time to get comfy.
1: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Slumber Party Podcast. I'm Amanda Jusen, sleep expert, nap lover, sleep lover, all of the lovers of sleep things. Um, I'm excited today. Uh, today is a uh, a guest episode, which means we get to talk actual sleep problems with real people about real things that are happening. Um, and I'm super excited to have Dom with us today. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Hi, thank you so much for coming on. Okay, what I like to do is we just so we're clear, we haven't talked prior I have what I have like your little application Um, but in case people are wondering it's not like we have a like pre-call and I solve all the issues before we are doing this on the fly Um, so when I uh, do a discovery call with my clients is exactly what we do I'd love for you to just kind of jump in and tell me what's going on you'll probably see me take a few notes just so I don't forget anything Um, but other than that have at her.
0: Okay, so, um, so first of all, thank you very much for talking with me. I've wanted to kind of do this forever, so,
1: so it feels <laughs> like forever,
0: right? But okay, um, so with my sev- now seven-month-old daughter, um, Jet, we started, we jumped into sleep training just after six months. Okay, so yeah. it's been about a month for us now, and it, I, I feel like I did it cold turkey. I'm not sure if that's the right term or not, but I pretty much nursing her to sleep because we had struggles starting like with breastfeeding. So she didn't really get to breastfeeding, take to it until two months. Mm -hmm. So from two months to six months, I was breastfeeding her. It was blissful. I would nurse her to sleep. You know, I felt so accomplished. I felt like, oh, she's just the sweetest thing in the world. Like, let's just leave this as is. And then of course the regressions happen. And then she's up every hour and a half through the night and needs to be nursed back to sleep. So I, I definitely reached my breaking point and I just thought, all right, let's just jump into this. Mm-hmm. I, otherwise I'm not going to do it. Cause I had so much anxiety around hearing her cry and, and leaving her. And I just didn't know what to do. So mm-hmm. move the playpen out of our room downstairs, um, put her in her crib to sleep. Um, and I stayed the night with her the first night that was completely uncomfortable and, un- and uncool. Then I slept <laughs> in my own bed the next night, but went in every time she woke up so of course that was a challenge as well and then the third night I finally said all right let's do this so um I just um followed Ferber as best as I could as like as closely as I could and it did seem to work after um, the second night she slept through the night and I was amazed and it was wonderful um and we've we've kind of just continued so some things have happened in between there where she is now she's now learned to stand up so she loves to do that um and um she can crawl around as well so she will move about in the crib but what i'm finding is the crying has not really let up um there are um i would say half of the time she will go down with like a minute or two of crying um and naps are about the same but um she wakes up wailing so in the morning she will cry and cry and cry until she gets um food or like so i breastfeed her in the mornings um i try to take some of your advice and not do it immediately so i change her diaper i try to soothe her i try to you know ask her how her night was if that means anything at all but like, try to like wake her up and just like you know i'm happy i go in with energy and um Yeah. The crying just doesn't stop. And, and then I, I know there's like overtiredness and undertiredness. And I really try to figure out, like follow her awake windows, but I just don't know what I'm doing. And I don't know why the crying continues after a month. Like I would have thought. And like I said, sometimes she will go down and it's like perfect.
1: Yeah.
0: um, Most of the time, there's still quite a bit of crying happening.
1: Okay. Yeah. And you know what? It, you're right. And that's a good instinct to have that if there's a lot of crying that's still happening, that generally means there's some confusion happening. Um, and it, it's, it's, I'm so glad. This is why I wanted to jump into this uh, discussion because this happens so often where. Um, I'm like, I I don't know if you're in any Facebook mom groups, but it's like, there's always 18 horror stories about sleep training that involve like, well, it took my baby like six weeks to learn. They cried the whole time for several hours. And I'm like, oh my God, no, like something went wrong there. Like it doesn't have to be like that. And it doesn't mean um, that something went wrong is like, well, you screwed up and you're bad. It's like, this is stuff that people don't know that uh, um, I know because it's my job and it's a weird job like I didn't even know this existed uh you know six years ago it was like so the so you know for anyone listening or for you it's like um this is stuff that, we're not taught. We're taught how to breastfeed. We're taught how to clothe the baby. We're taught uh, 1,800 products to buy. But sleep, it's like, good luck. I hope you figure something out. (laughs) So, People are kind of left on their own. Okay. A few questions. So for anyone listening, And again, um, uh, Dom, if we were on like a call, I wouldn't like answer this roundabout, but because we're on the podcast, we have to kind of talk like this. Okay. But for anyone listening, um, when there is an extended period of crying or lots and lots of crying or, and, and by, and I guess we should define that like anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes can be normal for some babies to kind of like unwind, like, you know, they're they're doing their thing. I like to say it's like um, letting out the last bit of emotion at the end of the day. They're just kind of like, it's the end of the day. And to be honest, like there are some nights where I feel like doing the same. So fine, they let out that emotion and then they go to bed. If you're within that range, I think that's pretty normal. Anything like 15 minutes plus, like if we're getting to a half an hour, 45 minutes pretty consistently, There's generally something happening there. And that could be uh, a wake window issue, that they're not tired enough. It could be that there's something continually helping them to sleep that's not obvious to you. And so that's what we'll try to problem solve right now, what it could be. Okay. So right now, are there any overnight feedings?
0: So no, Um, throughout the process, there were uh, like a few nights where she would wake up in the middle of the night and I would feed her. And then I would do the same, like follow the same thing, right? Put her down before she's completely asleep. But, you know, the middle of the night, so much easier for them, I feel like, to go back to sleep. So she was probably still being kind of fed to sleep, right? Right,
1: right. But that hasn't happened in a while or in the last little while. Okay, so no more feeding to sleep. What time is she waking in the morning? What time is wake up time?
0: Anywhere between like 6.40 and 7.10 a.m.
1: Awesome. That's so specific. You're on. It. You can tell. Like, <laughs> I you're keep like, it. I keep a tracker. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, good. Um, so between 7:10, what time is bedtime?
0: So I try to get her down consistently by 6:45 p.m. Okay. But okay. it's in between, depends on when that last nap happens and when she's awake from it. So okay. anywhere between 6:20 p.m. To 7 p.m. 7 p.m. is like the latest that she's going into bed.
1: Okay, great. Talk to me about the last 20 minutes before sleep.
0: Yes. Okay. So in the last week, I have been like, so I would say, for the last two weeks, I feed her, breastfeed her about 20 minutes before I'm going to bring her upstairs um, to her bed and start her bedtime routine. So I will breastfeed her downstairs. I stopped Mm -hmm. breastfeeding her in her room because I found she was really comfy and it was, I feel like there was some confusion there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so um, breastfeed her and then I bring her upstairs and do her her night routine. So um, like I use like a warm washcloth to kind of wipe her face, change her diaper, put her in a onesie. Um, Then I read to her. Uh, we read the same story <laughs> every night. Uh, well, she <laughs> smiles when I show her the book.
1: So I have oh, to, right? good. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um,
0: and then I, um, and I also have a lullaby playing in the background. And then I put her in a sleep sack. And that's usually when I lay her down on the change table and put her in a sleep sack. I will get some fussing from there. It's like she knows what's coming next. Yeah. And then dip up the sleep sack, um, give her hugs, kisses, put her in her crib. And I do give her a pacifier. Um, like I put that into her hand and she puts it into her mouth. So I notice yeah. that she's able to get it herself and use it if she wants to. It's not like yeah. I'm going back in to put it back in for her. Yeah. So some mornings she wakes up with it in, others she doesn't. But
1: okay. Yeah. Okay. Um that sounds good. So would you say that there is 20 minutes from the end of the feed to the start of your nap or bedtime?
0: Maybe 15.
1: Okay. that's yeah. That doesn't sound too crazy. Okay. Perfect. W- talk to me about, um, naps and your wake windows during the day.
0: Yeah. So she's still pretty tired after two hours. So, okay. I, and I try to follow like sleepy cues, but it, unless she's like rubbing her eyes or getting like annoyingly fussy, um, it's about two hours. Like that's okay. every two hours. I I know she's pretty much ready to go down. When I try to stretch it, it's like, it's very, she has a challenging night. So,
1: so then, and and when, so she's still on the three naps right now? Yes. Okay.
0: I've tried to stretch her to two and like it just throws the night off. That's actually when she was starting to wake up in the night, so I don't know. I feel okay. like she's not ready for that yet, but I'm, I'm really not sure at this point. So
1: is she getting a two hour wake window before bed?
0: If she has a, a really late nap, it might be an hour and a half okay. before bed. Um, okay. But it also, like, that's me following her, like, her cues, right? So yeah. she starts to seem sleepy, fussy. Yeah. So I'm trying to get her to bed before she has that, like, melting point, right? right. Um, but yes, mostly it is two hours before
1: bed. Okay. Okay. In the last like that 15 minutes, and I think I know what's going on, but in the last 15 minutes, is there any like, for those of you listening, I'm holding my magnesium. I don't know, it looks like a baby. (laughs) But is there any kind of like holding until she's calm, any sort of like getting drowsy on your body? Like parents will say to me, well, I can't do sleep training because when I put them down they cry. So I need to hold them. Then they get calm and then I put them down. Anything like that happening?
0: No, I mean so downstairs okay. like battle reader a story before we go up, a quick story. Upstairs, I mean I am holding her in my lap to read her a book, but I'm
1: not talking about you know. just holding. Like I'm you would know what I mean cuz you'd be like yeah. yes, I do that. Like it would be <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, the baby's crying, crying. No, no, no. Okay, you can't cry. I'm just going to hold you until you calm down. Okay, now you're calm. Now I'm going to put you down. So I always say um, it's it's not obvious help to sleep, but even for those of you who are listening, um, it's not your particular issue, but it is a very common issue that kind of sneaks in. And the same goes for feeding too close to sleep, boobs or bottles. Um, babies can do like a slow blink And when they're kind of doing this, like if you're, if you are listening, I'm blinking slowly. If you're watching, you know what I mean? They kind of like get in the zone. And then when the the parent puts them into bed, their eyes are open. So the parent's like, no, I don't feed them to sleep or I don't, you know, do all those things. They're just, uh, you know, they're a little bit calm. And so I always say, look, if you need to get them to calm, to go back to sleep, then that's an issue. Okay. okay. So the good thing is I really think from what I'm hearing, this feels like a wake window issue for me. And this is actually really common. And I'm so glad it's just this uh, because this can be easy to some degree for you to fix. So I would say, like, the biggest struggle that I have with parents is extending wake windows for exactly the the reason that you're discussing, which is like they're showing sleepy cues, they seem really tired. Um, and I don't want to miss this like magic window, because I don't want them to freak out. I don't want them to be overtired. We have the big green overtired monster hanging here. And like, we've been like, conditioned to be so freaked out by it, which I totally understand. But then, the other half of that is knowing what her body is just used to i don't know if you can hear my husband but like this is how men talk he's screaming it's like anyway
0: it's like i have the same issue
1: (laughs) i know it's like why can't you just talk at a regular level and then it's like thump 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 and anyway sorry interjection i think anyone in pandemic life can relate okay Um, Yeah, so the issue with the wake windows is that your child can start showing sleepy signs. um, And that's mostly due to the fact that they're used to going to bed, they're used to being awake at that time. So their bodies naturally, it's kind of like When I talk about um, that for, I like repeat myself constantly. So you've been following me, I'm sorry. Um, That first week of the pandemic, I ate a bag of chips every night at 9.30 and every night at 9.30. And like finally in like the fifth day, I was like, I can't eat a bag of chips. I'm gonna be finished the bag of chips. But my body started prepping for food. So I got hungry. My tummy's going, but I don't need the food, but my body's ready. Your baby is ready because they're waiting. Like this is a thing that we're put down and this is what we're used to. Now, where we would back up is like, yes, we want to honor their cues. And if honoring their cues means good naps, less protest and all of that stuff, we go for it. Definitely. Let's continue it. But it does sound like there's there are problems, right? There's protests going down. It sounds like there are some shorter naps. And then, you know, if she's crying for like 30 minutes plus, th- that would be a reason for me to investigate the wake windows. So if, you know, you were my client and we were jumping in, I would start you at maybe like two and a half hours in the morning at a minimum. And then I might even do three, three and a half hours before wow. bed. I, yeah. So it's a big jump. I know. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I don't want you to get um, too freaked out about those numbers just yet. Like you can get there. I mean, personally, if it were me, I would just jump in. She might be a little bit cranky or fussy. It might be like kind of like dragging around a sad little puppy, but then they will also get used to the new schedule. Okay. At seven months, you may even want to just jump into more of a fixed schedule. So where yeah. you have two naps at the same time. So for you, I would think if she's getting up between 6.30 and 7, I would say that first nap between 9, 9.30, roughly. Second nap between 1.30, 32. And then bedtime between like 6, 30, 7, depending on the length of the naps, obviously. Um, before bed, you said, you know, there's sometimes where that wake window is about an hour and a half. So a wake window for, you know, a three month old is what I would be doing. Like I'd be doing that for a one and a half. half, I'm sorry. I'd be doing that for a three month old and one and a half hour wake window. So for her, she's showing you all the signs and like, I would probably have done the same thing. And then you put her down and she's like, I am so not ready to do this yet. I'm going to scream. I'm going to shout. And it's hard. Like I, I actually just finished with a client last week where the baby was doing a similar thing, eight months just for the life of us, everything was amazing. NASA were amazing. No protests. Everything was awesome. Before bed, she just let it go for 20 to 30 minutes. And I just said, look, I just have a feeling she's not tired enough. And the mom's like, well, she shows sleepy cues. And I was yeah. like, I know, but let's just try pushing 30 minutes. And it was gone. And the nights continued. So I think, you know, without knowing more, now that it sounds to me there's no sleep sleep associations there's nothing in the middle of the night that's you know uh, continuing to happen or like you're not feeding her overnight there's no confusion that's jumping out at me and I wonder if prior when you did try to push out those wake windows those things were happening and then they kind of combined Um, even if there is some temporary overtiredness which there could be while she's making those stretches I would still continue like going on because there's just not enough in the tank. So it, it kind of needs to be like right now she's undertired and then she's going to be a little overtired. But then within like a day or two, she's going to want to pay back that overtiredness, right. that additional sleep, and you should get a lot less, a lot less protest going down. Okay. That is, I'm so (laughs) glad I was like, oh gosh, I hope it's not some like, you know, thing I'm going to have to tell you that you really don't want to do, but this is, you know, Uh, And just so you feel better. um, This is the number one thing we kind of come to blows with with clients. Um, It it, it is like, look, I know because we've been taught, I was taught, follow your baby cues. When you get the baby cues right, you're going to nail it, which is true, I think, for the for a newborn. But for an older baby in the seven month zone, we may have to kind of force a schedule or force those um, wake windows when there are problems, right? When when that is going on. The other thing you might want to consider is... um, again, I'm not against pacifiers that they're working. This can be a last ditch solution if that doesn't work is sometimes when a baby has to get to full consciousness to find the pacifier, there's risks of uh, additional night waking or short naps as a result uh, to connect those cycles. So I would, you know, I'm not saying ditch the pacifier, but if you've, you know, all right, this baby is on two naps. I've done all of the wake windows. Okay, now what do I do? If the pacifier is still there, I I might think about removing it. When I work with clients, I do remove the pacifier, but that's not because I hate them. It's because if you're already at the point of where you're hiring me, let's eliminate every variable from, from that repertoire um but if you are if you've done the wake windows and that's your last thing that is where i would suggest it and it doesn't sound to me like if you have to give it to her and she doesn't seem to care that doesn't jump out at me as like this thing that is this huge issue
0: and she doesn't want it during the day so that's why like yeah she's up and playing she could care less about the pacifier but i love that in the crib it's i feel like i don't know if it's a comfort thing but
1: yeah. Yeah, well who knows. And you know, she doesn't like lots of babies suck their thumbs. She might not want to do that. So Yeah, does that feel like okay. does that feel like yeah. something you can try?
0: I can definitely try that. And I've been trying to think about how to get her onto two naps, so I can definitely try it out and see what happens.
1: And um, I yeah. It's. I know. It's so. It's so scary, especially when they're tired. One of the ways I suggest um, with clients when they are trying to uh, stretch a wake window is that you um, do some water play, which is actually kind of nice with this Mm. weather. So like water is like so fascinating to them. So literally like a spoon in a bowl and a little shallow bit of water in the high chair and bring her outside. Water is going to wake them up. You can literally give them a bath if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, but it'll kind of cool down their body. They'll be a little more awake and they might actually have a really good nap as well. Okay that's a good, a good snack session. constant snacking is she on <laughs> is she on solids
0: we are on solids, so okay yes, trying to work work that in as well
1: amazing well i'm super pumped how, how did we do for that one i'm going to check our timer okay so 23 minutes the perfect awesome. crap nap time right? and i know you were like what happens if we can't get through <laughs> we did it we totally did it good for us and by the way, your your sound sounds amazing. So okay. yeah, it sounds really you good. You
0: are crying baby in the background because I definitely heard my husband march up the stairs to go get her out of the crib.
1: Oh, hilarious. It's so funny. We both heard our own husbands. We were both like shamed by their sounds. <laughs> but no, I didn't hear it at all. Okay, you good. did make a face where I thought like, oh, she's going to have to go. But then I was like, oh, no, it must have been gas. Who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I closed the door because I could hear.
1: Him Smart. Well, there we No, go. I mean, it's always, um, <gasps> I will be in the middle of like recording something or I'll be like, there was a time where I was doing, um, a presentation and the girls were like banana pants. Like it was like for, um, a partnership that I was doing with like an organization, they were paying oh, me no. money to speak. Oh, and I was like, all I ask, girls, please no yelling. Please no yelling, and they're like, "Okay, mommy, we're not gonna yell. We're not gonna yell." <laughs> yeah, sure. And then my okay. husband's like, "Go clean up downstairs." I was like, "I didn't think I had to tell you no yelling." I mean, it wasn't like hardcore yelling, but he was like, "All right, girls, let's go," and I was like, "Great." So wow. yeah, we survived it. <laughs> okay.
0: Awesome. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you so much. And for anyone watching. Please go ahead, like, review, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if you like this episode and it helped you, helped you, please leave a review. It helps lots of tired parents, just like yourself, uh, find solutions they need. If you prefer to read this, head over to the blog. Head over to my Instagram at babiesbestsleep. Best Sleep. I try to give you as much possible information for free on there things, uh, for tips and tricks for you to finally sleep. Thank you so much for joining us and have a good one. Bye.